Grace and peace are yours in abundance in your knowledge of God and your Savior, Jesus Christ. God's word for us comes from today's gospel lesson in Luke 2, where we hear again in verse 49, Jesus said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be in my Father's house? This is God's word. What were you up to when you were 12 years old? I was in seventh grade at St. Peter Lutheran School, growing up in the town of Hemlock, Michigan, smack dab in the middle of the Lower Peninsula. No, I'm not going to point at my hand like the Michiganders do to show you where they're from. But at that point in my life, I just assumed most of the world was Lutheran. After all, our basketball team, the St. Peter Panthers, played in a league made up exclusively of other Lutheran church schools. Five or six schools were able to put teams on the court. Lutherans would rent out the Saginaw Civic Center for Reformation and Good Friday services, pack the place. Frankenmuth was nearby, the capital city of central Michigan Lutherland. And I was tied to all this because my father was a pastor, and he had been for about four years at this point. And a specific way this affected my life was that it meant my dad and another pastor were my confirmation class teachers. They would come into the classroom at various times during a normal school week and teach. And as you could imagine, I was pretty motivated to do well. I didn't want to think about what would happen if I didn't know my stuff. And here's the point. At age 12, I am quite certain that I did not astonish my teachers with my command of Holy Scripture. Scripture had a lot of competition in my 12-year-old brain, uh, beginning with basketball. There was these new shoes out called Air Jordans. Boy, I wanted a pair. Sure, I could tell you the minor prophets in order, that was expected. You weren't going to wow my dad with that. You were supposed to know that. Suffice it to say that when Jesus was 12, he wowed the teachers in the temple. And that's remarkable on its own terms. Here he was among men who had given their lives to the discipline of working with the Word of God, and he was dazzling them with his knowledge, with his insight, a 12-year-old hanging with the experts in the field. Now, somebody will always say, well, yeah, but that's Jesus. He had kind of an advantage, right? Well, here's something to think about. Luke, who's writing about this event, 
is very careful to bookend the account with statements about Jesus' growth. Verse 40 of chapter 2. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. Ten verses later, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. So, yes, Jesus has the favor of God and is growing in wisdom and strength. This is as much of a mystery of the Incarnation as his conception and birth was. Jesus increased in wisdom. That means he grew. He developed as a human child and at the same time was the Word made flesh, living in the world that he made with his father. The teachers of the law were blown away by what they perceived was an exceptional student of the word. When in point of fact, they were talking to the author who in his humanity was still growing. It's <laughs> a lot to take in. But it's important to delve into the mysteries of Jesus' personality, and the Christmas season gives us plenty of opportunities to do so. And Here at the beginning of a new year, I'd also like to let this story challenge us by the example young Jesus was setting. It's fairly easy to pick up the overall message Jesus was sending here, though Luke goes for full transparency and tells us Mary and Joseph did not understand the saying. Do you not know that I must be in my Father's house? The fear of losing Jesus had them thinking in practical terms, as good parents would in this situation. But it seems obvious that Jesus is using this embarrassing event to signal that there is a relationship at the center of his life that mattered more than anything else. Honoring this relationship would drive certain behaviors and force certain choices. Now, we can only guess at how Joseph would have felt hearing Jesus talk about the temple as my father's house. But Jesus could not have been trying to hurt Joseph's feelings. He was just speaking the truth. His father was Yahweh, God of Israel, who had agreed to locate himself in the Jerusalem temple. Jesus wanted to be where his real father was, to engage in the activities of his father's house, which included conversations about the word of God. This is not rebellion on Jesus' part, but it is a direct declaration 
of priority. It's a display of self-awareness about his identity. In other words, Jesus was saying, I know who I am. And being close to my Father is most important. There was some risk involved here on Jesus' part. But Luke immediately tells us that Jesus went back to Nazareth with mom and stepdad and submitted to their authority. And Mary treasured this memory in her heart. So it did not tear the family apart, this incident. In modern terms, we can imagine Mary and Joseph chalking this up to Jesus being Jesus and going on with the rest of their normal lives. But a crucial message has been sent. One that asks from a re- for one that asks for a response from you and me. Look again at 12-year-old Jesus. He says to the most important people in his young life, I know who I am, and being close to my Father is most important. His relationship with Father God was at the very center of his life. It mattered more than anything. Honoring his Father would drive certain behaviors and force certain choices. So, at the beginning of 2022... How do you compare to Jesus at age 12? Now, it'd be easy to connect the dots to certain behaviors. Yes, I'm regularly going to church. Check. Yes, I am involved in Bible study. Check. Or I'll try to do more of those things in the future because I know I should. Check. But look deeper at that 12-year-old. He's there in the temple because he knows who he is. He's not just ticking off a list of resolutions for self-improvement. He made it a priority to be in his father's house because it's his heart's desire. Being close to his father is central to who he is. And it's this that I invite you to compare yourself to. Can the most important people in your life see that living in step with God is your number one priority? Are you willing? To look your loved ones in the eye and say, essentially, and in your own words, being close to my Heavenly Father is most important to me. Let me tell you, you will not be the best friend 
or spouse or sibling or parent or child that you can be unless you can gently but firmly say, I love you 100% and God is my number one priority. This will drive behaviors. This will force choices. And there's risk involved. Are you willing to take the risk? Why would a person do that? Well, there's one thing I haven't mentioned about the temple yet. And it's a defining characteristic of it. It was the location where sacrifices were enacted for the purification and atonement of the people. The blood of countless animals was shed and sprinkled as a covering over of sin and a visible sign of sin's price. But the day would come when sacrifices would no longer be offered there would be no need for a once and for all blood sacrifice would pay for all sins in full, not only covering them over, but eliminating them forever. That sacrifice will not just be conducted by the Jesus of the Holy Scripture, that sacrifice was Jesus himself, nailed to a cross outside the city wall. At the moment of his death, the great curtain in the temple that sheltered people from the glory of God was torn from top to bottom. Jesus' death tore a hole in the barrier between God and humanity so that by faith you can enter in. At the cross, Father and Son with the Holy Spirit made you their number one priority. As another year begins, Will you make him yours? Let us pray. Lord, visit thou our souls and teach us by thy grace each dim revealing of thyself with loving awe to trace till we behold thy face and know as we are known. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, co-equal, three in one. Amen.